This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. This is Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. After the election, the press, the media, the coastal elites, the lamestream media could not fathom how someone could vote for Donald J. Trump. And you remember, go back to January, or excuse me, November, whatever it was, 7th or whatever. And there's a lot of, uh, I don't even know my country anymore. What it's, uh, this is what it's like to wake up in Trump's America and stuff like that, right? So, newspapers, and then uh, to their credit, decided to send reporters out to the rest of the country to find out what's going on west of the Hudson River and outside of the Beltway. So it's been uh, a couple months since they've done that, and we are starting to now see more articles uh, from City folks' first trip into the frontier lands like Wisconsin and Texas <laughs> out into the wilderness. And I like the effort, so I don't want to be super critical here. I like the effort, but the eh, first attempts of this, not quite right. The first story we shared was from the New York Times, and a reporter went to Texas and acted like he was on a safari and he reported back to the people of New York that people in Texas like trucks. That was the whole article. I'm not, that wasn't one paragraph in a bigger article. That was the article was about Texas. People like trucks, no explanation, no insight, no depth, just, Hey, look at these people in Texas drive a lot of pickup trucks. Weird, right? There's your New York times article. So, like, I got like the effort, but we kind of missed the mark on that one. Uh, Now, Politico is going to take their first stab at it. Here, they wrote a nice long article. What to do, excuse me, what do you do if a red state moves to you? Hmm. What what do you do if a red state moves to you? Quick quick timeout before I even tell you the, the punchline of this. Can you guys think of any place in the country where okay for instance a lot of people from california moving to texas okay so you got people from a blue state moving to red texas and people in texas are ticked off about that stop trying to make texas like california right can you think of any scenario where people from a red state are moving to a blue state where people from the south are moving to the north or what like I can't think of any scenario. So, so what is this article? What do you do if a red state moves to you? Where are there people from a red state moving to a blue state? I don't even know where that is. So I'm intrigued. So it's a story about Pepin County, Wisconsin. Population 7,000, uh, very rural uh, county. What's odd about the headline is the article, as you would expect, is pretty much the opposite of the headline. The story is about a rural conservative area. And a bunch of people from the cities 
moving in. Now, I know we talk a lot about the great divide in our country, and that's city versus country. That's not just the great divide in our country. It's the great divide in all of human history, city folk, country folk. And in this article, they talk about people from the cities, but they're not just talking about generic cities. They're literally talking about the twin cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, which is about four hours away. So the story this is the story of city folk having enough of city life in very blue Minneapolis, St. Paul, moving to rural Wisconsin, which they think is, is democratic, but it's not. Because, okay, so Wisconsin, this is so fascinating to me, how people misinterpret this. Wisconsin's a blue state, right? They've had a Democratic governor, Democratic legislator. They've been voting for Democratic presidents for a while. But this happens to, like, Illinois is the best example. Illinois is a blue state, but it's not really a blue state. Look at the county map of Illinois. Hillary, in the last election, won two counties in Illinois, Chicago, Cook County, and the county right next to it. So Hillary just won Chicago. The entire, there's not a single other county in Illinois that went blue. Only those two. So it's not a blue state. It's a red state with a blue city in it. The rest is dark red. So it's the same with Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's red with some blue cities. That doesn't make it a blue state. So it's the same with Wisconsin here. So people from, from literally the cities, the Twin Cities, moved into Wisconsin thinking it was all Democratic and blue, but they moved to tiny rural Pepin County where it's country and red. So it wasn't, the article is, what do you do if a red state moves to you? What? That's not what happened. That, that's, that's, that's not, it doesn't make any sense. The real story is, from the perspective of the locals of Pepin County who have lived there forever, the real story is, what do you do when a bunch of city folk move to your small town? That's, that's the story. The story is not, it, they tried to write it from the perspective of progressives who moved to Wisconsin thinking it was a blue state, but oh my gosh, people voted for Trump here. What's happening to me? How did all these red people come to my No. <laughs> the story is, how did you city folk move to rural Wisconsin thinking it was going to be blue when it wasn't? You see what I'm saying? See the difference there? So the article, and this makes sense because it's written by someone working at Politico. It was written from the, prog- the perspective of progressives, not from the perspective of the conservatives of Pepin County. So I'll give you an example of, of this divide. Uh, he, this is from the article. He talked about a, uh, re- is one of the residents. He talked about a recent squabble over the creation of an area ATV club. Some newcomers, the city folk argued that the machines would make too much noise and lower their property values. There was quote opposition from a lot of liberals who live in fancy houses on the bluffs. He said some of them, he added quote, rarely talk to the locals even while trying to impose their ideas and sensibilities. The locals, Johnson said, understandably, quote, feel hurt by the people who look at them as rural rubes. So there's, we talk about the divide in our city, or excuse me, in our country, city versus country. And here that divide is in Pepin County. You got country folk who want to set up an ATV riding area, all right, for four-wheelers and all the rest. And then you got the fancy uh, liberals who live up in their big houses in the bluffs who don't want the noise. So, that, right, so there's your divide right there in Pepin County, a little microcosm of the divide nationwide. Here's another guy. He used to be the head of the local Democratic Party, but uh, became a Republican. He was, he was the sheriff for 28 years. He said when the people came in, the city folk, 
and the things that they were trying to push on the rest of us. That's why I left the Democratic Party. I didn't want to deal with these people. I didn't want to be a part of what they were a part of. You're talking about people from the cities who are very progressive. I call them tree huggers, a bunch of tree huggers. And they referred to us, meaning the people who lived here and worked here all our lives, as a bunch of hicks. They just think they're a little bit better than everyone else and that we are not as smart. Two types of Democrats in Pepin County. You got people coming in from the cities. And you have descendants of farmers who had lived during the Depression who still credit the Democratic Party with seeing their family through the Depression. Isn't that wild? Right? So 80 years later, 90 years later, why are you a Democrat? Oh, the Democrats helped us through the Depression. My granddaddy told me so. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I got that all the time when I lived in Tennessee. People would say, oh, I can't vote for Republican. My daddy would roll, roll in his grave. Like, what? This isn't your daddy's Republican part or a Democratic Party anymore. What do you mean you can't vote for a Republican because your daddy would be upset? What? What? So those are the two types of Democrats in Pepin County. Fascinating. That's the divide in our country. It's not black and white or whatever. All the divides we're told exist. It's not what it is. It's city versus country. I got to take a break here, but I'll give you one more example of, of the smugness. Because that's what it is. It's a cultural superiority, right? You got people coming in from the city, moving into the country, telling the, uh, the country rubes how they need to be living and what they need to be doing. Give me an example. This is a, they, they interviewed a, a sculptor, right? An artist who moved in from the cities who can't understand why someone could vote for Trump. Quote, and it's a struggle. You have to continue to interact with these people. And you have to wonder, do you really have hate in your heart in this way? Really at the core, I, I, I didn't believe this about us. A word to the wise. If, if you want to understand how someone could vote for Trump, you have to lose the assumption that it must be because they have hate in their heart. You're never going to come to the right answer about why people would vote for Trump if that's the original assumption that you make about them. So I share that just uh, keep an eye out for these, these stories investigating what it's like living in the country and what these country folk are like. But I don't want to be too critical because at least they're trying to understand. So I got to give them a little bit of credit. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800 600 1645 800 600 1645 